Heavenly Father, we thank you for grace and mercy this morning. Grace and mercy in the angels that pass by our house, dear Father, to just touch us on the shoulder and say, let's get up, let's get started. Let's get closer to me by staying in the word. Every now and then, Lord, we're thankful for the reminders that when we get up early or maybe earlier than we want to, that that's your presence wanting to speak to us and that we need to hear from you. We're praying for every soul that is on this broadcast this morning that's starting their day with you, Lord. There's a place in their lives where they just need to feel your presence like never before, to be in your spirit, to be in your presence, to be guided by you. So help each and every one of us throughout this day that not only we receive your grace and mercy, but we also give grace and mercy to the people we come in contact with. Let us be a light to other people. Not that we're perfect, Lord, but we know who you are because we have a relationship with you. We love you. We thank you and praise you for it's in Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Our morning inspiration will be coming from the book of Zechariah. That's the eighth chapter and the 23rd verse. I'll be reading from the NIV version. That's Zechariah 8, verse 23, NIV. And if you, you'll see me looking to my left because I got a dual screen here to make sure I miss anything. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In those days, 10 people from all languages and nations will take firm hold of one Jew by the hem of his robe and say, let us go with you because we heard that God is with you. I just want to use for our morning inspiration talk is the presence of God. He is with you. I tell you what, there's nothing like someone having your back. It offers assurance, familiarity, someone to count on. In this morning inspiration, I want to see that God, I want us to see that God is with you and that God's presence is seen on you. Nothing like having your ride or die, your ace in the hole, your wingman, your wingwoman. In case the load gets heavy, you know you have someone to help. There's nothing like knowing that you have someone that has your back in the good times and the bad times. Not when things get heavy, not when things or issues, but sometimes <clears throat> when you have somebody that has your back, a close friend, a confidant, someone you can share things with and know that the only place is going to go from there is into prayer. This is the one thing that God wants to assure us of is that he has our back. That when things get tough, you have someone to get you through it and be right there. When some days you feel all alone in the fight. Honestly, there are going to be some days on this journey when you feel like you are totally alone, where you don't feel the presence of your friends, and you feel the presence of your enemies because it seems like you're being attacked. But there are going to be some days where you just feel alone. You could be in a crowd of people and feel alone, feel by yourself. And God knows that we're going to have things like this in our lives where we're going to feel alone. Yes, there is another part of being with us, not just through the hard times and the bad days. Keep living. We all experience those. We're going to experience some days on the journey where it just feels like, man, what is going on? God, 
did you leave me or did I leave you? But the most important thing is his presence. The key to that presence is our relationship. You hear it a thousand times. You can have religion. You can have church service. You can have your fellowships. But I, I honestly and earnestly believe the key to any of that is having a relationship. A relationship with him is the most significant thing that you can have in your life. Relationship with God. And sometimes we throw that word around casually, but the fact remains that the same way you get to know someone in your life, whether it's your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, a girlfriend, <clears throat> or a friend, you take the time to develop a relationship with them because then you know their moods, you know their likes, you know their dislikes, you know the best time to talk to them, you know that you can call on them, they can call on you. It's built. It's built over time. And as I said, the key to that presence of God is a relationship. And we should never take that word lightly. That relationship means getting up at 5, 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning for your own personal devotion time. It's his presence through listening to praise and worship music. I don't know about you, but I love praise and worship music when sometimes I just need a song to minister to my spirit and my soul. And you have to get up and you study his word. That helps us to see him. And being on a 6.30 in the morning on a Wednesday on an inspiration call, that means you're building a relationship. The presence of God serves as our anchor through Jesus Christ. That's the most important thing. His presence is an anchor. It simply says it keeps us steady, keeps us in place, and we don't take it for lightly. Now, what do others see when they see you, and what should they see when they see you? Not a rhetorical question in this. I want you to really think about that question in this perspective. What do others see when they see you, and what should they see when they see you? They know who you are by name. They know who you are sometimes by title, but they need to see who is in and on you more so than what you do. They should, see, they should see that God is with you, which is most important. God told his people through the prophet Zechariah that his presence ought to make a difference in their lives. It is the factor of knowing God that makes a difference in our lives and not to the factor that we try to operate on our own and thinking that we can do it on our own, that we can chart out our own destiny, make our own course, set out our all that we want to do and think we can do it without God. Yes, some people do have success without God, but there are the factor of knowing that, hey, if God is with me, who can be against us and who can be against you? Now, his presence should be so evident on you and in your life that people around you are drawn to you. We've all been in places where you walked into a room and it just seemed like all eyes were on you, not because you had on the latest fashion and you looked good, but they saw something, they saw a glow, they saw God's glory, they saw his presence on your life. And that should be the effect when you walk into the room, that when people see you, they're drawn to you. They're going to want to ask a question or sometimes you've been approached and tell you, they'll let you know that you're a man or woman of God. That means that someone else sees your presence, but also people that don't know God 
should be able to look at you and say, hey, there's something about that person. Maybe I should go over there and ask them, do they are they a believer or, or is Christ in their life? And then you can start your revelation of who Christ is in your life to them. The presence, it should be so strong that it changes the atmosphere in your family, your job, your church, and even to a stranger. Your presence through the presence of God should have impact on many people. No matter what the situation is, it should be a calming spirit or presence at work, at a school, in your family, definitely on your job, because we know we deal with all types of spirits there. And even at church, it should make a difference that when you come into the presence of God and you have the presence of God on you is twofold, but it should be impactful in church that people say, man, that brother, that sister over there is in worship mode. They're in full mode for God and it should change the atmosphere. But I still think the biggest portion of that is that when a stranger you encounter recognizes that presence. That is where we're able to display our witness of who God is in our personal life. You never know if you're going to be entertaining angels. You never know if you're going to be entertaining someone that needs to hear what you have to say that day to them, and it may change their life, all because you had the presence of God on you and in you. And as I said, it should be an atmosphere changer. There's nothing like having the atmosphere changed around you. It can move demons out the way. It can move strange presence and spirits out the way that do not have anything to do with God, but just the enemy trying to work. So the atmosphere should change the very minute you come into the building, not because of you and not because of arrogance or, or gloating or saying, you know, I'm, I'm super holy. No, it's a humility factor when it comes to, to the presence of God. It simply means that I'm submissive to his will and his spirit that when his presence is on me, <clears throat> that I'm able to act in a godly way and show people who God is so that he gets the glory. But here's the reality. We are human. And some days we get busy. Some days we're so tired. Some days we're wrapped up in routines that we forget that he is and always has been there. It happens. I'm not going to lie. There have been days when I'm tired, I'm rushing, or I'm just not focused. We can be distracted by life, family, scrolling on TikTok. I'm guilty of it. Social media, our careers, people in the busyness of life that Jesus' presence is often denied and that you don't feel him and people don't see it. There are times when we are so caught up with the business of life and all the stuff that's going on that we deny his presence, but the result of us denying that presence because of the business of life, you know what comes out of that? People don't see it. It's like when the word tells us they can tell when your countenance has changed. And, it, and like I said, it's reality. Sometimes we do get weary, tired, and distracted. But you never underestimate the impact of God's presence in your life because it has an impact on other people. And people should be able to see it. And we want people to see that God is with us. They need to see that no matter what our situation is, that there's something about their sister or brother 
that shows that God is on them and with them no matter what they're going through. If we, if we'll get like that sometimes, and, and don't kid yourself thinking you're super holy 24-7. We're flesh. We get tired. We get frustrated, and we get burned out. Sometimes the light of God in us can, can get a little dim. That presence can get a little dim when reality hits us sometimes. We need to own up to that and say, hey, Lord, I'm just having a tough day. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, and this coffee is not helping now I got to sit on the edge of the bed and think about, I got to go into this place, meet these people, deal with this boss, deal with this project that I just don't feel like dealing with today. But that's when you have to realize that your relationship creates presence. And when the relationship creates presence, you have to get back into the mode of knowing that, hey, God is with me and people need to see that. When we feel that happening, I suggest we stop Pause, like Sister Vaughn said a few weeks ago, breathe in, breathe out, bring it back into focus. Now, she asked me about that in a text message, and I said, Vaughn, what you said made a difference, even if it just made a difference in me, because there were times that I was not taking the time to breathe and pause and breathe out and just breathe in the goodness of God, breathe out some of those stresses that affect the presence of God in my life. And to some people, they may say, why you do that? Well, because sometimes we can lose this presence, as I said earlier, by the frustrations and distractions we feel. But the reality is God is super important in our lives and we need that presence and don't deny it. Even in the midst of all the life we live and the days that we have, we're just totally busy. Because you know that you have a relationship with God, you have a foundation with him. You have been in his presence. It's, o- it's okay to ask God to restore you. Why? Because you have his work to do. And because of that work and his presence, people need to see you and to see him. You never know, like I said before, that encounter that will make a difference in someone's life. You need restoration for the journey. Because I said, we're human, we're flesh. We're made from what God has made us out of, and that needs rest, that needs refueling, that needs refreshing. But the reason that you should want that refueling and that refreshing is because you have a work to do for God just by being an ambassador for him. As I said, you are an atmosphere changer whenever you walk into a room. Whenever you go into a place, the presence of God should be on you so much that things change, that things get still. And I mean, when I say things get still, the enemy gets still. The enemy gets quiet. Your presence brings peace in the situation. And then people say there is some godliness in you. There is some strength in you that you're able to speak over a situation or circumstance that's going on in that atmosphere and say, hey, I know there's some godly wisdom in that sister brother to bring this into perspective. And sometimes it just brings a calm. It brings a calm into the room. It brings calm to a person. It brings calm to a situation and circumstance. And it enhances worship and praise to know that the worshipers and believers of Christ are in the presence of God and other people see that you're in worship mode. It helps them as well. 
So it's okay in the middle of a storm or middle of a situation to ask God to restore and refuel you so that your presence is felt in the room because of him. Zechariah 8 and 23, this is what the Lord Almighty says. In those days, 10 people from all languages and all nations will take firm hold of one Jew by the hem of his robe and say, let us go with you because we heard that God is with you. Now, in the presence of that scripture, there was some foretelling and some knowing that when this person came by, they had heard or witnessed or had an encounter with someone else that knew that the presence was on them. And that's why people seek certain people out for guidance or wisdom sometimes is because they have heard and know that the presence of God is with them. And in the scripture is saying they will latch on because of that. That's what I call a blessing. For God to use you in such a way that it brings people to him, like I said, not because of you, but because of who God is in you and you being submissive to what God has for you to do, that when people come around, they know that God is with you. They know he's with you. Knowing what he is with us is for his glory. It reveals to sinners and to a dying world that there is a God and that Jesus Christ and that the Holy Spirit are there for everyone by having his presence. His presence changes the place you're in and the people around you so much that they seek God through you by telling them about the Christ who you encountered and how he changed your life and that nothing has been the same since. But I say this to you in the in the sense of his presence. This has a double meaning. One, they see the presence of God with you, and they see the presence of God in you. In our journey, we need the presence of God to help us navigate through life. It's a shield. It's a buffer. It, it watches over us day and night like an angel. And we need to experience that presence. That presence brings us comfort in the middle of a storm or a trying situation, whatever it is, whether it's something dealing with a loved one being sick or someone passing on or you had a job loss or a setback, that ever-present part of God is needed. Don't deny that. We need that presence. It's a covering. It shields us. It lets us know that in the midst of it all, that if God said he'd be for us, who can be against us? If his word says that he'll never leave us nor forsake us, that means that his presence never leaves us or forsakes us no matter what we are going through. No matter how difficult it is, no matter how challenging it is, we need to know for certain that through our experience with him, that his presence is with us. It'll take some of the weary. I'm not saying that we don't worry or we don't doubt or we don't have fear. It'd be nice if we could just walk like that super holy 24-7, but you're human. You're going to have some doubts, some fears, and worry that has an impact on your life. <clears throat> but it will not impact you so much 
that you don't see God and that you don't feel his presence. That presence, like I said, is shields and help us. But the other side of that presence is knowing that God is in you and that other people recognize that. People need to see that presence in all of us. Like I said, it's a game changer, it's an atmosphere changer, it's a room stabilizer, it's a peacemaker. It's so much so that people are drawn. So we have to get into his presence so that other people can see his presence, that other people understand that, hey, I I need to go in another direction in my life. Your presence could help someone change their mind about taking their life, giving up, and quitting and throwing in the towel. That's what we want to be able to do. Be in a good place so that when we are called up to be a witness to someone else, we have the presence of God on our lives that we can speak. Now, I've said it before. You do not have to be a seminary scholar or a theologian in that point. I often believe you take the God that you know, which is his presence that you know, and share that with someone. It's sort of like the elevator speech. But in this sense, you're simply saying, you're simply saying through the sermon, hey, brother, hey, sister, it looked like you may be having a tough day. You mind if I pray with you or can we just talk? It's a game changer in someone's life. And you should want that presence on you that you know how to discern and speak to people and give them the God that you know. Serve other people with the God that you know so that they can just have that encounter. It happened for me. It can happen for someone else just because someone was there. I say that because when I was about 19 or 20, I used to love going on long walks in the morning, Saturday and Sunday. I wouldn't say I wasn't going to church because at that time when you're between 18 and 24, uh, your mama done drug you to church so much that you go through this little phase where you just don't want to go. But it was through that walking up and down on this particular street, there was this lady named Mrs. Moss and she would stop and talk to me and because I knew who God was, when she spoke, it did refresh my memory. And at the time, I didn't have a car, but she made it her effort by speaking to me that her and her family would come pick me up and take me to church every Sunday because her presence with God allowed me to feel his presence and it changed my life. It's those little things that make a difference because someone else saw a need that I have and saw that God was going to be important in my life and that I need him. Now, years have gone by, I don't, and she may have passed on, but she had never known that that encounter changed my life. And years later that I would be called into ministry and that I had to grow in this thing. But I think because that presence she had planted a seed and it helped me. And just like you, the presence of God on you, the presence of God in you is enough for for someone to receive a seed from you so that they can experience that presence that they need in their life. 
Someone needs to see you today like never before. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a child. Maybe a husband or wife. I'm talking about within the context of the home and outside of the home. That co-worker that you pass by every day needs to have you to say something to them that makes a difference. Or if you're not in a building, reaching out to someone via text or phone call and say, hey, you were on my mind today. I want to pray with you and pray for you and let you know that God is with you and his presence is there. It starts with us being in his presence and it starts by us giving the presence of God to someone else. Well, family, we're going to wrap up our morning inspiration. I want to thank you for allowing me to be before you today and for Pastor Walt for allowing me to be able to lead this morning inspiration. Um, Yeah, it takes getting up a little early in the morning (laughs) to get started on these things, but it's nothing like getting that extra preparation time to get into his presence, to pray, to read the word, and God helps us along the way. I just want to say I love you and I thank you. We're going to pray right now, and we're going to thank God for the presence that he has on our lives today. Heavenly Father, there is no one like you. There's no one like you, Lord. And we will be confident in you. And in this confidence, Heavenly Father, we're going to see your goodness. And Lord, wherever we walk today, whatever we do, let us be mindful of your presence that we can speak to someone and show them that you are our God and that you lead us and we follow. Lord, I'm praying for grace and mercy on all those individuals that are watching this right now or will watch it a little bit later to know that some days when it just gets tiresome and overwhelming, that your presence matter the same way it matters to someone else who encounters us. Lord, our relationship with you should never be taken lightly, but it's important because it helps us to get into your presence. Just studying your word, reading your word, listening to worship and praise music that it speaks to us, speaks to our heart. And when these things take place in our life, we can take the same thing to someone else by showing them the grace and mercy of God through us to them. Someone out there just needs that today. In the middle of a week, in the middle of some fatigue and tiredness and weariness, Lord, they need a little more strength. And Lord, let us be in the right place to offer them you. Lord, we cannot pray without asking for forgiveness. There have been some days when we just don't feel like it. There have been some days when we've just been tired. There have been some days we just want to cuss somebody out. But we realize that we have we cannot do that. We have to hold still and show the peace of God in that situation and circumstance. And for someone crying out for your help today, Lord, answer the prayer. Give them an opportunity to know you. Lord, we love you. We praise you. For it's in Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Everyone, get yourself ready for work and also be prepared to be with us tonight for Bible study. Uh, Bible study uh, resumes tonight. We want you to be able to watch it online, but more importantly, if you're in the area, go right to the building so that you can be able to receive a word from God. Um, It's very important that we attend Bible study, whether through those social media platforms, like I said, in person, there is some growing and knowing of God that comes from Bible study. And the same way you're at Morning Inspiration, be there tonight for more growth 
and understanding the challenges and navigation of life starts with knowing who God is to get you through those challenges and navigation. So I want you all to have a great day at work. Go in peace, enjoy your day, and know that God is with you and his presence matters. Amen. Have a blessed day.